This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. It is a Wednesday, a dubsy Wednesday for the brigade. It is the latest episode of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sherpin, the book. I'm Matt Peralt, the Bostonian, as we come to you guys every single day live on YouTube and Twitter, Sports Grid TV on the replay, and then podcasting on the audio afterwards. Are you wearing the B for me, Dave, is the question. It's the Boston stuff. All right. <laughs> it's the City Connect Boston stuff. Water Pirate stuff yesterday, and they lost. <laughs> So today, oh, you're trying to hex me. You're today, to hex me. Today, we're in Boston stuff. So why did you go with the blue and the the blue dominant and not the yellow dominant? Because you had the choice with the City Connect. Boston's got two of them. It's the only shirt they had. Oh, okay. Because the, the team wears had. the yellow. The yeah, team jersey is the bright yellow. But it is awesome because it's it's in honor of the Boston Marathon bombing. That is the that is the tattoo. Of the city of Boston from the bombing that happened. Any chance this guy gets to show off the tattoos? Later, oh yeah, does it? Just yeah, so, yeah. You know, look at them. So, so anytime oh, yeah. you show, show the Boston tattoo, so that tattoo is in honor of that. That's why the Boston Marathon bombing colors are the City Connect colors. People had a tough time in Boston with this. I'm not going to deny. I'm not going to lie. They had a hard time. It looks a whole lot like the Dodgers. And a whole lot like yeah. UCLA. Oh, that B looks just like UCLA Bruin B. It <laughs> yeah, looks it exactly looks, like it. It's tough. I mean, people really look exactly like they had to drill down and go, wait, why is it this color? And then once you explain, look, it's in it's because of the Boston Marathon bombing, it's the color of the Boston Marathon. And people are like, okay, fine. And they let it go and they accepted it as being as is. It is jarring though. <laughs> the color scheme is like, whoa, it's not. Typical. You're not expecting it, and all you, you know, curmudgeon people up there, they don't like to put the change in the colors and this and that. The Red Sox are red. The Red Sox are red. They've been red 100 years. They're red. That's it. Red and white. You put a little blue in there every once in a while, a couple uh-huh. of days, and that's fine. Road unis. Third union is blue. Yeah. The all, yeah. all jerseys blue. Blue right. roads. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't. I get it. 5-3. Five, 5-3 three. Five, three yesterday, though. Took four and a half in game. So... <laughs> Made money. Anyway, <laughs> one step closer to wearing that damn purple Ravens. We'll, we'll get to that here in a second. But I had a dad moment last night that I have to talk about to the people listening to just the picks who are wondering what the hell happened. Okay, this is this is this is first and foremost. Did the rain get you last night? Or what 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 I don't the know hell what got happened? I don't know what got me last night. I don't know if it's just been I don't know. For the first time in the history of me doing the daily podcast going on. Now, this is the third year of me doing this. Other than the trip to the hospital. Hospital trips and really, yeah, other than two trips to the hospital, but I did it once in the hospital. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 did, I did it in the hospital once, but one other time, two, I had two trips to the hospital where I did not. I had three in total, two times no, one time yes. I fell asleep. I passed out. I was putting Madeline to bed. 
And I just closed my eyes just for a millisecond. Should have been on the phone with me. That would have been classic. Because <laughs> I did that to you a couple weeks true. ago. Dave fell asleep on the phone with me. Yes, that yeah. is 100% accurate. That did actually you happen. the story on the show. Oh, we did. That's right. You did fall asleep. That's right. Uh, I was... Where were you physically? In my bed. And in, in, in reading to Madeline, we read a story every night. And I just... She uh-huh. dozed off. And I just uh-huh. put the put it down. And I just opened my eyes. All the lights were on. And I'm like... Oh, oh. I'm like, that's the best one. I'm looking around going like, wait, I look at my watch for 4 a.m. Yeah, boy. I'm like, wait, yeah. Did I do the podcast? I look at, I, I go you and open. No idea. No idea. No, I had no clue what day it was. I didn't realize oh, what I did. I looked at the discord channel. Where's the podcast? Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, like, I had to fly up. <laughs> I woke Madeline up. I went, oh, no. Maddie got up and went like, what, daddy, what? I was like, oh, no, now you're awake. I was like, this is bad. To put her back to bed, her, <laughs> her back to sleep, go downstairs. I was like, what am I betting on? I had to go ahead and go <laughs> search through. I just spent like a half an hour looking at what I was going to bet on, make the bets, then go ahead and go on the podcast, tape the podcast, put the podcast out, edit the podcast, put the video up and post it. And by that time, it was 5.15 in the morning, somewhere around there. So I missed 5:15. morning drive. 515 Pacific. Yes, our time AM. Yeah. Well, so you missed that 6, 7 a.m. window. Oh, yeah. Going to work. Yeah. I missed the I missed the East Coast window. I missed anyone going to work early. The overnight guys were mad. Like, I work overnight. This is what I listen to on the way home. I'm like, yeah. I'm really sorry. My bad. Yeah, Sleep, man. Just, I don't know what caught up with me, but that's the first time where I don't know, just closed my eyes and woke up and didn't know where I was. And I was like, oh no. And yeah. So that's what happened this morning. I bear mauling sent me a DM going, Are you okay? Check right. it in on me. Yeah. <laughs> going like, hey, you yeah. want to make sure everything's okay. You know, you, you you're telling people you fell asleep, but did you really fall asleep? I'm like, I swear to you, I really fell asleep. That was bear, that's a good question. That's yeah. a good question. In Vegas, sometimes yeah. you got to follow up and see. And guy yeah. tells you he's sleeping and he ain't sleeping, but then I mean, you got to at least ask questions. Yes. That's good. That's yeah, fine. I appreciate um, the, the concern. <laughs> this is your body telling you, yeah, slow the shit down. Yeah, I believe me. I've I took me having the damn stroke to realize it. When your body tells you to sleep, don't fight it. Shut yeah. it down. You got to. Yeah, I'm going to bed today. too late. Yeah, it's it's just it's one of those things where I I was running pretty hard. Yeah, I've been running hard, but I've also been taking. I've I've also been tired during the afternoon, yeah. and so. I normally take like a 15 minute like cat nap. So if I yeah. don't do that, I normally Done. I'll drink tea to keep myself up for the podcast, which then keeps okay. me up. I'm very sensitive to caffeine. So that'll keep me up to like midnight. So oh. I, that was the cycle for about a week and a half of me doing that of constantly, you know, staying up to midnight, drinking tea, staying up, staying up. And that was, last night was just like the body saying, we're, we're done. <laughs> we're, we're not doing this anymore. You're laying down, you're falling asleep. So. I apologize. That was, uh, I had not had a dad moment like that where I wound up falling asleep and then not doing the podcast. I had a dad moment. That's like just a, a human being moment. That's yeah. good. I'm glad. I'm well, glad. You're, you're glad I fell asleep? I'm not yeah, you got to get rest. You you just sent me the text two days ago. True. You're sleeping? True. When you fall asleep at, what, what time was bedtime? Nine? Eight, 830. You slept a solid seven hours. <laughs> With the lights on and you didn't have no devices, you know, no notifications got you. Nope. You wake up, you're like, man, I could probably did. I was asleep. I just, my phone was probably going off and I just was that 
out. I Probably. Was, there was no way you, you text me, call me, nothing was going to get me out of that sleep. I mean, I was out, <laughs> out cold. That's great. So yeah, because when I don't know where I am, when I wake up and I go, where am I? And what day is it? And did I actually tape the podcast? That best. tells you. That tells you I had no idea what was. Going I love on. waking up and having no idea where I'm at. Really? Oh, it's the best. Oh. I, I I do it almost every day if I really sleep. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it's the greatest. <laughs> Wake up like I'm looking. You know, am I in? 1985 i wish i had the booklet you know all that other stuff there's mornings i wake up no idea it's the best wow yeah first time in a while for me normally that happens in hotel rooms if i'm traveling a lot like if i'm in three cities in four days or something like that greatest i have woken up going like where am i like what city am i in (laughs) i have done that but in my own house that's a rarity (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't know where i am or what i or or what's been going on at least you were in bed like i've done it on the couch I did it in a garage. In the garage? Last week, yeah. yeah Whoa. we got that sofa out there that we're debating what we're doing with. Uh-huh. And it's freezing in the house, and I'm like, I got to go sit out there. It's raining outside. I got to listen to the rain. Oh, it's gorgeous. Done. See yeah, you that's later. Fun. That's fun. That's a nice sleep, too. And then they locked the door on me. I couldn't even get back in. Oh, that's not nice. Locking yeah. the door on you is not nice. It wasn't but- nice at all. Well, can the Red Sox lock the door today is the question. No. I don't know. I liked them to win today. I didn't like them to win yesterday. I know. With five runs in the first three innings. Coast yeah, it was one of those with four nothing after the first and immediately went to four and a half. I was on the air. I'm like, wow, they're minus four and a half. They're not even covering that yet. Yeah. So I grabbed four and a half. Oh, plus four and a half. Plus oh, four nice. and a half in the second okay. inning. Yeah. And then it went to five nothing. Right in the second or the third, and it sat there. And I'm doing a show with Gabe and Cam, and I'm like, "Look!" They're like, "What are you so engaged in?" I said, "I got, I got the Pirates plus four and a half, and I was going to bet it again." Oh, but then all I needed was a run mm-hmm. for the Pirates to then, you know, lay three and a half or something and try to get a middle. They wouldn't score a run. I was getting aggravated. Yeah, and then we got the three runs. But I had laid two and a half to try minus? for the perfect middle. I laid minus two and a half. Oh, you got it. Red oh, no, the one five three. Five three. Okay, so yeah, I didn't get it. And then yeah. took four and a half, almost a, a perfect night last night. But we, were, uh-huh. we, we had a good night. We had a good night. That's good. Yeah, so it was interesting because I like was... like the ghost runner yet? Well, that's where I was going. I was pretty damn confident that I was losing the only bet that I placed last night. And four nothing Cubs... And I'm like, all no. right, we're doing well. 4-1, four, 4-2. Four, okay, we're into the eighth inning. 4-2 solo shot again. I was like, back-to-back <laughs> nights. This can't be. Like, this I was on again. here. I was, di- was going to text you. I said, I can't believe this. Back-to-back back nights. Be like, show. Again, I, I mean, how is this possible? Like, how in the world <laughs> am I giving up in the eighth inning a solo shot when I got a two-run lead and I'm bet the run line? Like, this is absolutely a joke. Can't. But then the Cubs suck so bad they couldn't get the third out. And all of a sudden, it turns into a 4-4 game. We go to the ninth <laughs> inning. All right. Can we survive the ninth inning? Cubs do nothing. Bottom of the right. ninth. Don't nobody score. Yeah. <laughs> you Get go on your innings. If you're well, in game, you go bet the no in the ninth. Right. So you're going to yeah, bet so the no in the ninth. Then bam, it turns into an extra innings 10 10 game. Cubs score 5 4. I'm like, you son of a. Like, of course they're going to do this. They're going to win 5 4. Nope. Cubs suck so bad. They can't stop that. They gave up a run. 5 5. We're going on. Cubs win the game 7 5 eventually in extra innings. They cover the run line. Yes, over and the run line. 
Yes, they did. So do I like the ghost runner in that situation? Sure. <laughs> I like, I like the ghost runner. Yes. It gives me a chance to cover run lines when I like the ghost covered. runner more than Connecticut. No, I like Connecticut more than the ghost runner. Oh, what? After <laughs> yeah, that tirade. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like That's that. how much you still dislike. <laughs> yes. My aunt and uncle live in Ridgefield. So I, 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 I have family in Connecticut. So I, I do like Connecticut more than the ghost. Send them a clip yesterday. No. <laughs> No, I did not. I did not send them a clip of, of yesterday. Although, although Connecticut is the biggest candy ass state in America, might be a T-shirt for Stevie Mac. So there you go. <laughs> He's been. He did a whole video this morning on that. That people like that, which it's it's the yeah. truth. I think even Connecticut people would agree with that. That it's it's a candy ass state. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wants to call his receivers candy asses, though. If he could, he is not happy. People are now speculating that this is going to lead to Aaron Rodgers trying to get out of Green Bay after this year because his receiving core is young and inexperienced. Rodgers went public yesterday with it, talking about drops, inconsistencies, and route running being a big problem during training camp. Mm -hmm. Think he misses Devontae Adams? Well, maybe a little, but I mean, this is, this is him playing chess. He's saying in the media, hold them accountable. Guarantee they're going to be fine. Guarantee. This is all. I mean, you see what he's doing. He's doing it Tuesdays and still. Hopefully, he's going to do the Tuesdays with Pat again. Right. He's playing the media like a fiddle. No concern at all. No. You think you think this is real? I think this is him doing what you're talking about. But I think it's real. I, I think he's saying it what the way he's saying it because it is real. He's got. Well, a yeah, group it is that. real, but it's going to be fixed. They're going to fix it. And if they don't. They're going to have uh, less than 12 wins. Yep. Maybe 10, 10 and seven. I mean, this is the back-to-back MVP going into the media and throwing his receivers under the bus. There's certain guys that did that all, all, all the time. This is a shot across the bow in that locker room. Yeah, get to work. Get to work. I agree. But if it doesn't get fixed, that's the problem. It'll be fixed. I mean, this is Roethlisberger did this with everybody at the end, but he mm-hmm. couldn't do the job. His mm-hmm. arm was shot. So people lost respect for him. Rogers is still doing the job. As long as Rogers is doing his job, the rest of them will get in line. I think, you know, I mean, I don't think he's pining to get, he's trying to win. This is it. No, he's, I agree. He's trying to win. He's coming uh-huh. to the end. But his receivers are Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, Robert Tunyon. Amari Rogers. I don't even know who one of those guys are. Okay. These are the receiving core for the Las Vegas Raiders is better than the receiving core for the Green Bay Packers. This is what happened to Brady because you had the Hall of Fame quarterback and you just assumed he was going to elevate everyone around him. Right. And it didn't happen all the time. As Brady got older, right around this age, the Patriots had the same problem. They had made investments. They had salary cap problems. They had gone for it. They had won more championships than the Green Bay Packers, but they had a Hall of Fame guy. They said, you know, Tom will make it right. We got Tom. He'll make it right. And Tom got pissed off eventually after it. And was like, you know what, man? Yeah, but Tom took less money to make it right, too. I mean, Aaron has Aaron's a- getting paid. 
He's getting paid. Yeah, he's getting a big contract. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I can't look at the percentage of the cap as to like what it was. But I mean, Brady got paid too. He just didn't get paid to the level he should have. Should have been the highest paid player in the league the entire year or every single season, but he wasn't. It's like the 20th highest yeah. paid quarterback. Right. No, 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 no. Not, not 20th highest paid quarterback. No, he was like 20th highest paid player. Like he was in the top 25. He just wasn't was on, he wasn't on like your, your Mount Rushmore of players. 10 guys paid. minimum playing quarterback in the NFL making more money than Tom Brady. That's probably fair because the quarterbacks are always the highest paid player in the team. That's so that, right. That's yes. ridiculous. So, so that, that makes sense. Yeah. But okay. It might be ridiculous, but it's still, he was still getting paid. He was making good money, but he wanted to win championships and he had a very rich wife. So it made it easy for him to accept that to say, fine, I can do it. I'm just saying, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between the Patriots and the Packers right now about assuming these guys are going to step up and play yeah. and be good and be good enough. And Brady never really said this the same way that Rogers has, but Rogers has a better I, I think you're right. Rogers is more uh, astute as to how to put things out there and what to do. Oh, he's by far controlling his message now better than he ever did in his career. Yeah. Cause he was always looked at as, you know, just being aloof and, you know, kind of an asshole and whatever. And mm -hmm. a lot of people still think that, mm -hmm. but I mean, I've watched every Tuesday with him and Pat. I, I, I think it's fascinating television. Mm -hmm. And I think Aaron has gotten to a place where he doesn't give a shit. So mm -hmm. he can just talk and be free. Um, He's got a lot of strange idios, idios. But which is it though? I mean, you're talking on both sides. Is he playing the media like a fiddle and doing it calculated or does he not just care and saying whatever he wants? Both. Well, you can't. I mean, he, he's using the media for the purpose of the media. He's, but he's delivering his message to his guys and the organization through he's the media. Telling everybody, right? He's yeah, telling okay. everybody. Right, he's telling right. them in the locker room too. He's telling them on the field. I'm sure. Now he's telling everybody. Put everybody on blast. That's what I mean. It, 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 my question is, and we'll obviously only they know this, but like, is he saying it to these young guys on the field? Or is he just glaring at them and being frustrated with them and then gets, gets a camera in front of him or a microphone in front of him and he puts him on blast because he's really frustrated and they're not doing what they need to do? I mean, he's older than a lot of these guys by a significant amount. He and this could was be Brady. their dad. Right. This, this was Brady's thing. Brady couldn't relate to these players the same way anymore. He wanted to play with older guys and veterans because he was could be their dad. Like these kids are 22, 23 years old. He's 45 years old. Now, now Rogers is not. Rogers is 39. But that I just wonder how much of it is him trying to get to the players because they he knows that once they read ESPN, this headline from ESPN, this will get the message across versus him having to sit them down and tell them one-on-one, -on -one, you're not cutting it right now. I think the message is more for the guys upstairs and, you know, and for the fans. That's okay. why he's talking to the media. I don't, I mean, he's talking to the guys in the, the meeting room, the locker So do you room. believe the Adam story that Rogers was okay with him leaving? Or do you think that wasn't true? Oh, I think he was fine with him leaving. So then why is he mad with the, why is he mad upstairs? Uh, he's letting them know. These guys aren't doing a job. If you, you, yeah. you know, you let Devonte go, you better go get me some right. help. Sammy Watkins was the replacement, you know, <laughs> right? So <laughs> he's good, but he's not Devonte Adams. I mean, without you know, without being there on the field and, and witnessing it, like right. because you can see it, 
like those guys that go to practice every day and watch, if you're watching for something, you can see it, but even then they hide it pretty good. Mm-hmm. The players, well, you also don't, you can't watch full practice either. There's only a certain amount of practice. The media can actually watch and report on. So, yeah. I mean, I used to, the, the first couple of weeks of training camp, I used to go every day, just stand there and just mm-hmm. watch. Mm-hmm. And, eh, I mean, I don't know if he's trying to relate to anybody. He's trying to win. Mm. And sometimes you tell these young kids, I mean, this is what it takes to win. You're going to do it or you're not. Because if you don't, they're either going to cut you. I'm going to tell them to cut you or I'm going to tell them to bench you because I need you to do this. If you do this, we're good. That's all. So, and a lot of times you got the kids telling you they know everything. I mean, you know, <laughs> they do. They already know. Old man, what are you talking about? You're, you're right. at the end of your career. I'm coming up. I'm the, I'm the guy. I'm, I'm the wide receiver. I'm the, you know. Can't do it without me. I got to catch the ball. Okay. Yeah. Just run the right route. Run a seven when we say a seven. Don't, don't run a six, you know? Yeah. So we'll find out early in the year. We'll find out if in, in, and also in preseason, we'll find out. I mean, you assume that Rodgers will play at least a series or two in the second preseason game. Was it last year they went to Jacksonville the first game and got smoked? Yep. On the road. Yep. On the road. Yep. Got, got waxed. Yeah. Still got the one seat. Yep. Lost that so, game. Everyone said, oh no, sky's falling. And then everything worked out well right. <laughs> for them. It didn't go back to the Super yeah. Bowl, but they, they went back back to back years. A lot of frustration on this. All right. Five minutes away from Dubsy Wednesday coming in here talking about what's happened on the PGA Tour. Stretching now for him. Who knows what he's going to do when he comes in here? Holy Took the cow. shirt off last week when he was on the road at in Memphis. I don't know what he's got planned for us coming up, but MGM, you sent this tweet to us last night and then put it out this morning. Can't believe it. MGM announced this morning that they are going yesterday. They are going to be scoffing up as many F1 tickets as they can potentially buy (laughs) because, and it's hard to read this, but they're going to planning on buying 20 to $25 million worth of formula one tickets million Million with an M million 20 to $25 million in F1 tickets in order to create hotel packages which could retail for up to $100,000. He expects room rates to be three times their usual usual rate. Three times. Which is on a weekend where, like, say, the Raiders are playing, they <laughs> jack the rates anyway. So, like, you would think, like, let's on a football weekend, if you're coming in here this fall to stay when the Raiders are playing at an MGM property, which is right by the stadium. Walking you know, distance. Very yeah, convenient. A normal room rate of say it's like $125 is now $300 Two ninety nine. Yes. what yes, they're sir. saying now is they're going to triple that for the F1 yeah. weekend now that 125 room rate is now $900 plus Diamond which night. we have seen that during CES like CES if you want to say the Flamingo the Flamingo normally is $59 you could spend 600 bucks for the Flamingo during CES you could spend six hundred. I ain't doing that. But if no you come chance. in here, if you guys are used to coming in here for the Consumer Electronics Show in January, you are sort of accustomed to jacking up of room rates. But this is on like twenty-five million dollars worth of tickets for the F one, and they made it public. Like, hey, we're buying twenty-five million. The reason why they're making this public is because this is a flare to all the millionaires and billionaires around the world who are going to come into Vegas for the F one event. Saying, "Hey, we got the packages. Come here and stay with us." Is this going to work? F one in Vegas? I have no idea. But I mean, is this is this them buying all this stuff and then 
packaging it. Is that if they're paying 20 to 25 million, the guy tells you, this is what we're paying. This is what we're going to pay. How much fucking money are they making? Right. Well, also the ticket prices face value are like $1,500 per. So except that's not one, the, except one thing ain't for the people. And not even the, in, not even the 2% income tax bracket in America. Like it's not even for them. This is for the 1% of the world. Like there's a different. Are they going to come for this? Yes. They travel for F1. I mean, people in Miami say it's ridiculous. Like it's the yachts that show up, the private jets that show up, the people that come in for F1 for the Miami event, the people that came in for the Austin event. The reason why they wanted to move it, at least I was told this, but like they didn't really like going to Texas and Austin. They weren't, they weren't really in love with that part of the world. So they wanted something different. They wanted a bigger <laughs> party atmosphere. They wanted more. They don't like barbecue or something. With some yeah, just Austin just wasn't their speed. They just really weren't <laughs> that into it. So they, they were looking around for something else and now they've moved it here and they wanted the Vegas glitz and glam and, they got it, wow. and they're going to shut down the strip, and it's going to be ridiculous here for this event. I, I, I saw it last night. I saw the numbers, and then I saw, um, you know, some of the subtweets and retweets, quote tweets, all this stuff, and I was just like, "What is this?" I mean, should we think about renting out the houses? I mean, I don't think our houses are nice enough for these people, <laughs> to, to be quite honest. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, who? if I had an Airbnb that was like five grand a night, I'd be in heaven because those people are going to make ridiculous amounts of money. The, the and upper everybody's end just going to leave. We, us, as, as long no, as. No, like people are going to come for this. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to expect. All right. They're going to get the race, they're going to get this package. $100,000, you're going to get a room and a view at a track, and you're going to watch these, this race, and then you're going to yep. leave. Correct. Are you going to be satisfied? Sure, because they're going to gamble half a million while they're here. There, you <laughs> finally said it. Okay. Can you imagine how much money <laughs> these places are going to make from the gambling? Oh, yeah. The high roller room will be ridiculous for that weekend. I mean, they're going to have to expand all of their high roller places, all their high limit rooms. They're po if you're a poker player, get your ass to Vegas. You're going to, if you're a shark, <laughs> this is, this is like dumping 10 gallons of chum in the ocean and watch the sharks go after it. <laughs> they're going to go crazy. I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be, uh, is there anything like this even remotely close that we've seen come to Vegas? There's nothing, not, right? Not as far as what I have been told by people who actually follow this thing. I've never bet F1, never followed F1. I, I, I don't think I could tell you a singer driver in F1. I, I, I don't have an interest in open wheel racing, IndyCar, or F1. I'm just not there. It's not my thing. I watch NASCAR. That's about as far as I go to the automotive racing. They've all told me that there is more money in this sport than any other sport in the world, that there is a more exclusive, like everyone's doing the blank measuring contest. It's just who has more money, who has a bigger party, who has a bigger show. They all come in from all over the world and throw money around like it's nothing. Like it's just, we don't care. The parties are 
some of the best in the world. And the Miami parties I've been told are ridiculous. <laughs> so I would expect Vegas to be even more ridiculous. I, the women coming in half of LA is going to leave. And oh, come here. Oh, okay? oh, Oh, anybody who works in that type of industry, the show me industry, if you will, <laughs> the be seen industry, if you will, they're all coming here. What are you saying? He calling it another name as show me industry, be seen industry. And be some seeing people, something. Some people, the women of the night, is isn't ah, it's another way of explaining uh-huh. what, what's going to be happening coming over from Los Angeles. What that, is going to be here that month? Oh, that weekend or that week is going to be the month. They'll come yeah. before they know they're here practicing. <laughs> they know they're here. You practice. Everywhere. That's what you do. <laughs> you practice. Okay. Those people driving the cars are practicing, and they're here. Oh, gonna, that's right. That's, they are that's here. What, that's what I mean. They're here. Oh, it's the whole month. Your right. race okay. is at the end of the month. But November. How do you? 20, wait, wait, how do you practice? Like, are they going to go like Speed Vegas to practice? Because you can't shut the strip down. You can't practice on the course, right? What are you talking about? They're going to have it shut that. Yes, they're going to have the strip shut down for a month a before. Month? No, they got to build that whole thing. It's going to be. It's going to no, take. I, I, I was told it's. it's a, it, I, I was told it's ten days. It's, oh, but it's not this fall, by the way. It's next fall. It's next fall. It's, it's fall 2023, FYI. But that's what I mean. But, this guy's putting his tweet out telling everybody's buying up all these tickets. He's been to spend 20 to 25 million a year in advance. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? I got a DM from somebody this morning who told me, Do you guys have your rooms booked for the Super Bowl yet in Phoenix? And I said, Well, we're talking about it now. And he said, you better do it now. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> like, uh, okay. <laughs> so we got Phoenix covered. Don't worry about it. That's what I thought. But I was, uh, I mean, you know, so there's enough that places crazy. to stay in Phoenix. Not that crazy. We might have to drive, but 30 minutes. Glendale is what I was told this morning is where the media is all going to be staying. <sighs> oh boy. Yeah. Not, that's not where the events are, but that's where the media hotels are going to be. Are in Glendale. Great. <laughs> 30 minute drive. I was told it's a 30 minute drive, right? To downtown. Hopefully, depending what time we go. Really? It's it's like LA then. Could be worse. Wow. Because we got lucky. We stayed in the Hollywood Hills last year and we Perfect. had that straight shot right down to Perfect. city center. There was no idiot. It was there's no worries. Like we Matt and I flew every morning. Left, right? left early enough. Had to I I was not far from you and same way. Just down yeah. and back, down and back. It's easy. We'll have it mapped out. We can give me the address of the place. We'll we'll be in Arizona. We'll we'll strategically place it all. Do you think it's better? Well, we'll talk about it. I mean, I'm curious yeah. what we think we stay in Glendale or go stay, stay on our own, stay somewhere else on our own. Because there is going to be we're not telling everybody right now where we're staying. I know, but I'm just saying there are people who have asked already about having a house, having us do a whole BVB, rent a house, throw a party type of thing. And certain sports books have also asked me whether would, would we would we be interested in doing said said party type thing. Whoa. <laughs> so Mikey yeah. awesome, cue it up. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So there's I I mean oh. I I am already like telling family, friends, or whatever, like for the week in Arizona for the Super Bowl, because the waste management is coming up before. So, like, 
we got to get Dubsy to come with us because you, me, and Dubsy have got to go to the waste management. Like we just have to do this. Have you, have have you ever done it? No, <laughs> I've never it's done amazing. it. It's so, amazing. I used to go every year when I lived down there. We, we have to go and, and just, you know, I need to experience going down there and seeing the Saturday or the Sunday or both. Go to the 16th hole. So we got Papa Bear Sean Lockhart oh, down God. there with Pops Arizona. Guys there. So we got Sean. Oh, my God. We got Dubsy coming in for Bob's golf. We have me and you coming in for BVB. I mean, this is this is the precursor for next year when the thing's here. And when the Super Bowl is here. <laughs> so like this is the next <sighs> two Super Bowls for us are going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, just ridiculous. So I cannot wait to see what's going to happen in Arizona. Really hope it's not the Patriots. Oh, could you imagine no. that? No. Mac Jones in the Super Stop. Bowl in year two? Oh, Stop man. Stop talking. <laughs> Belichick goes for another one. Oh it would be God. so like me too, because it's, I've had very good luck with these things when I'm covering events and the Patriots are in them. <laughs> oh, look at that. They're in another one. Matt, are we good for dubs? Can we bring them on? Yes, we can. I believe we can. Time for a dubsy Wednesday. Will the shirt stay on is the question. <laughs> what is up, my friend? How are you? Happy Wednesday, boys. <laughs> I got the top button done up today just so it stays on. But I tell you what, my inbox has been absolutely flooded from single ladies, Men's Health Magazine, protein companies, 24-hour fitness. They go, what about Trapzilla that we saw in action there last Wednesday? Well, I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it comes from Karen, a very hot, heavy golf bag for far too long out there in the oh, links. But, boys, great to be back. At HQ, catch up with you, lads. Memphis was a great time, but Dubsy can only do a few days at a time because you know I give it an almighty nudge out there on the session. And, hey, I, I just heard what you boys are talking about, Super Bowl, Waste Management, Phoenix Open, Dubsy. I mean, geez, lads, that would be an absolute hoot. What a madhouse that would be. Have you ever been? I, I haven't attended the Waste Management, but I've played that golf course many times it's that's something else, Davey. That yeah. tournament, it's on steroids. That's what the PGA Tour should be striving for week in, week out. We saw the big Hig last uh, last year. There, he's got the shirt off. He's running around uh, the par three. Great stuff, boys. I tell you what, when I did play that golf course, they didn't have the grandstands there. And I played no. an absolute monster. There was no one out there. And they go, well, Mark Wahlberg was just here. He played the golf course in two and a half hours. Like, okay, I'll, I'll see if I can beat it. Anyway, I get to the uh, the infamous stadium hole, if you will. And when there's no grandstands there, it doesn't look anything like what you used it's, to see. It's I'm like, nothing. Is, it's is nothing. this the hole? Is, is this yeah. really it? So anyway, I'm playing by myself, golf that is. I, I knock one step. I'm going, oh, no, <laughs> this is going to go in the hole. It's coming back. It's coming back. It stayed out by about two inches. But I'm like, what would the chances be if your boy dunks one for a hole in one and no one's there to even see it on the stadium hole, one of the oh. most you know well-renowned holes? on the PGA tour, but uh, yeah, lucky it didn't go in boys. I must've shot about a hundred that day because dubsy has <laughs> got no motivation playing golf by himself. It's boring lads. I like to practice Ooh. on the practice field. I playing holes by myself. I can't do it. I need some smoke. Wow. I need that action on the line. I don't care if I it's like 10, playing. 50, hundred bucks. I need that in my life. Interesting. Ugh. I like playing alone. It's fun. For, I, I, I like going out and just taking two balls and going playing 18 by my, playing 36, really, but playing 18 by myself. All right. Yeah. I, I got to get your take on this. Patrick Reed filed, filed a $750 million lawsuit against the golf channel and the golf channel talents 
claiming that it's defamation and they've been conspiring to ruin his career. By all accounts, yeah. every lawyer I've read tweeting about this is laughing this off the face of the page, saying this is a complete joke. Yeah. But what is Patrick Reed's motivation here to do this? He doesn't need the money, obviously. He's playing on Live Tour now. Well, look, maybe he's got money in his pocket. He can finally go after Brandel Chambly in the golf channel. He's, <laughs> you know, Brandel's a sports commentator. He's allowed to have his opinion. Does he go a little too hard on certain individuals? Yes, I absolutely think so. But for Patrick Reed, look, I can't knock him. I've only ever had good runnings with Patrick Reed. But look, where there's smoke, there's fire. You look at the incidents, whether it was back in, uh, you know, at Torrey Pines in 2021, he gives himself a relief there from a drop with none of his playing partners giving it the okay. If it's back in 2019, he improves his life by moving sand. If you look back to when he was at Georgia uh, at the college level, he had to leave there because there was, now this is only speculation that he was stealing stuff from his teammates. They caught him cheating in the practice round. So it's not a good look for Paddy Reed. He's always had a chip on the shoulder, as you will. I mean, when we talk about the brats of the PGA Tour, the bad guys, we don't really have a lot of them, but Patrick Reed is always up top of that list. Unfortunately for him, he probably hasn't helped himself. Uh, and look, another one to throw in there. He's famously had his uh, you know parents thrown out of PGA Tour events. So it's not a good look for him. I don't think it's going to hold up in the court of law trying to take on the golf channel and Brandel Chambly. And you, you take a look at the flip side. He's got every right to be upset because they do, you know, they bag him, they hammer him and it's in their best interest to bag anyone going to the live series. The golf channel still making $1.7 billion this season from the PGA Tour. They want it to be the only tour. They don't have rights over the Live Series. So I totally get both sides. And Brandel Chambly, I mean, he used to throw a lot of people off because he was going after Tiger Woods when he was having all those you know, indiscretions off the golf course. And now suddenly Tiger's come back, who's the man of the hour, the hero for the PGA Tour, and everyone's you know, praising Tiger Woods. But it's the same Brandel Chambly who changes his tone on certain players. And look, you know, we've got to commentate uh, being in the industry, give both sides the argument, but I, I do think there's probably been a bit of bias there towards giving old Patty Reed a bit of a hard time. Patrick Reed, the golfer, boys, I love. Uh, I wish he didn't have this in his game because he's such a competitor. That's a guy you want to have yeah. on your team. He's going to roll up the sleeves. He's a pit bull. He's a dog. But, yeah, unfortunately, there's been a few too many times where maybe there is something to it. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to hold up in in the courts, boys. No, it's this. It's... Legal posturing, yeah. it's an absurd thing, but it put it out there. And like you said, might be his shot back at Brandon because he can actually fight back and do something in court. All right. So this week, like you were in Memphis last week. Yeah. The ending was incredible. Okay. Yeah, was. The intensity was there. Can they do that again this week? Like that was really, that was a big tournament. And Willie Z finally got there. Again, you're on Props Golf. You've been talking about it, been hitting these plus money peaches. This Mikey Awesome's putting <laughs> pictures together. It's fantastic. But, yeah. Dubsy, like this week, is it the same? Look, I, I tell you what, Sharapin, uh, I, I think I know where you're going with that. The tour is starting to lose a bit of steam as we wind down the PGA Tour season. This is the FedEx Cup playoffs. It didn't really look like a playoff event there last week. Thank goodness, Will Zalatoris was a factor. If you take him out of the mix, it's Sepp Straka, it's JJ Spawn, it's Lucas Glover. That is not a very good leaderboard. Thankfully, Straka and Willie Z went to a three-hole playoff. And for Willie Z, I mean, it was only a matter of time. The ball landed in his favor. But this week, Dave, huh. it's 70 players. Next mm. week, it's 30. The, uh, the spectacle for the viewers at home, it's not very exciting once we start getting these smaller fields because there's less highlights, 
There's less big names. And it got me thinking today, boys, what if the PGA Tour, the golf media, didn't make such a big thing out of live? Okay, you guys, you can get paid. Go do your thing. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to go on about it every single minute of every week here on the tour. What what would this week look like? You'd have Bryson. You'd have Brooksy. You'd have Dustin Johnson, Paddy Reid. We'd have a really strong field still vying for $18 million next week at the Tour Championship. I think you know a, a lot of the, the smoke behind the Live Series has come from the mainstream golf media, from the PGA Tour, harping on about it. I, I really asked the question, what would it have looked like if you said you can go and do whatever you want there and you can come back? We're still going to have the best golfers in the world because I look at the field this week, it's okay, lads. But, yeah. uh, you know, if we get a couple of duds up top of this leaderboard, it doesn't do it for me. Thank goodness we got a slice of Willie Z on Props Golf last week. Thank goodness we backed the playoff at plus 350. Thank goodness we got three of the four plus money peaches. Thank goodness we got two of the three mano we mano heads up matchups. And, yes, we just missed out on the triple digi long bomber bomber baby send daddy to the Bahamas, you nasty, filthy little sports books. So, hey, if we can keep betting on it, we're going to keep on showing up. That's what it's all about. Will Zalatoris, he's an absolute stick, boys. Good to see him uh, finally get that breakthrough win. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so one name that's not there and one name that may or may not have gotten a raw deal is Cam Smith. And you got a guy who got a two-stroke penalty after his round, before he started the final round. If he had won the event... He would have been the world number one because of what happened with Scotty Scheffler missing the cut. Many people thought that this was an inside job that the PGA tour decided to go ahead and look for any little thing that they could to give a two stroke penalty. And he's not playing this week, claiming he has a hip injury. Yeah. He's going to live like we know after this thing's over. So he's over there now and he's going to be the highest ranked player in the world going over to the live tour. How did you think, or what was your reaction to the way that the thing went down with Cam Smith and the two stroke penalty? Yeah, look, to, to put in perspective, Cameron Smith comes from very humble beginnings back in Australia. Sure, now he's made a lot of money. He's got the flashy cars. He's one of the best golfers in the world. But I, I don't think it's all about the money going to the Live Series. I think it's more of a lifestyle thing. He can play less golf. And, and it's going to be the first you know big name that they've uh, got going to the Live Series who's going in there with a bit of form. So given what happened last Saturday, I think it may have been the final straw. I hope we see him show up next week to the Tour Championship. But I mean... You know, not to turn it back to Patrick Reed, but what if that was Patrick Reed last Saturday and the rules officials come up to you and say, oh, he's doing it again. He's an absolute cheat. I mean, Patrick Reed, you know, his instance is not too dissimilar to Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith was, you know, proven to, uh, you know, I, I guess that, that they say trying to use the rules to his favor. No, he should have just take another drop, but it's double standards. And thankfully, a lot of people still like Cameron Smith. I wonder if that's going to, uh, go, you know, continue once he does go to the Live Series. But, I mean, it's unfortunate again, guys, like some stuffy old school rule from the PGA Tour in which the player's not getting any advantage from. We we can't say, okay, um, you know, after Saturday's day play, no one's called it in. No one knew about this thing. That's it. The, the end of the round, that's it. But someone's obviously called up from home to someone they knew at the PGA Tour, which <laughs> you're not meant to be allowed to do anymore and said, hey, that, that that's out of line. I mean, it's ridiculous, boys. Cameron Smith was still standing on the rocks playing his ball Instead of making a double, they've given him, you know, a couple extras. It's it's beyond me, boys. That's one of the things yeah. that bugs me about the PGA Tour. We're going on about the Live Series. Look, we, we need to make some changes for the Tour as well. A lot of yeah. old school stuffy things still in place. And you're going to lose golfers. You're going to lose fans with that kind of carry on. So what you think of old school PGA Tour rah-rah rally Tiger Woods? 
going and saying, Look, hey, we're here. We yeah. ain't going nowhere. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, what did you think of that? Well, first of all, he, he could have come up with some better garments. I mean, he gets off the <laughs> private jet. He's wearing a shirt that Dubsy wouldn't give to one of his enemies. He's got the old school jeans on, you know, far too baggy. They're the ones the 50 Cent used to wear in the old film clips. But look, he's obviously fired up. And, and why is he fired up, boys? You've got to think about this. With, with everything going on with Liv, and now we don't have the best golfers on the PGA Tour, who's a, whose legacy does it affect? It now starts to water down every single thing that Tiger Woods has done in this great sport, the great game. The, the majors may not mean as much anymore. The the, uh, the, the wins on the PGA Tour, now there's two, two. So he's trying to protect his legacy. It's in his best interest. But look, when Tiger Woods shows up, you're going to listen. Um, that is the voice in the room. I'd love to know uh, what, what came out of those discussions yesterday. It was 20 of the best golfers on the PGA Tour. And look, I don't think leadership of the tour was off the tables. You know, Jay Monaghan, the commissioner, he's been up top there for a minute. And it's easy for us to sit back and say, well, he could have done X, Y, and Z. He knew the Live Series was coming three or four years ago. Yes, he, he could have. I mean, it, it's a real tough spot for Jay Monaghan to be in, but maybe they're looking at the guy up top. Maybe Tiger Woods uh, wants to have a bit more power in that department, if you will. But from what I'm looking at, guys, how do we make the PGA Tour more exciting? We've just announced another 40-plus events on next year's schedule. I'm looking at last weekend's leaderboard. I'm looking at the field. This week, I'm worried about next week in terms of field strength with some of these other duds. I don't know, boys. We're going to sharpen up this product. We need the big names to keep showing up. 40-plus events, that is a long season. Now we're missing 40 of our best golfers. Tiger Woods, what's he going to peg it up two or three times? Rory, Rambo. Uh, I don't know, lads. Scary times indeed. Tiger Woods, he's a very smart man off the golf course. We know what he's done on the golf course. Maybe. He's sitting on a couple of trump cards we just don't know about. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure enough that's going to surface in the next couple of days. And uh, good to see Ricky Fowler there as well for a bit of morale mm. support. Let, let me ask you this before I let you go. It, one thing that I've not seen you do, and I'm curious your take on it, certain books are allowing you to parlay guys in their position for finishing at these tournaments. Yeah. Like you can do, like I was just fooling around last night with this, but you can do a Rory McIlroy, Colin Morikawa, and John Rahm all coming in the top 20. Okay. You can parlay that now together. Wow. It's a That's... three to one. It's a three to one return to okay. go ahead and do and, and do that. Each guy, I mean, Rory's minus 210, Rahm yeah. is minus 185, and Morikawa is minus 135. Now you need you got 20 spots for three guys to come in, but do you like what you can do right now with golf betting that you can get involved with these parlays and, and, and where these guys are going to finish? You can parlay that together. I, I, I like that boys. I don't get involved with it, but this is the book trying to get a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, the average golf punters into the mix. Here. And this, what, what makes the golf betting so good are the big fat numbers that we get. I mean, Willie Z there 20 to one, 29 to one moving in to last week's weekend, but don't be baited by it. You know, I, I look at Roy McIlroy, missed the cut there last weekend. John Rahm, he's had the one win at the Mexico Open. Colin Morikawa hasn't had a win on the PGA Tour this season. Sure, he had a top 10 there last Sunday. So you've got to be very careful with those same-game parlays. But uh, that, look, the PGA Tour, the golf betting, so many markets, boys. It's an absolute bevy of options. I love that. The more people getting involved with the golf betting, they're going to be watching golf. It's the same for me, boys, with some of these other you know, dud sports. If there's some bogus ATP tennis event, I'm like, oh, geez, do I really want to be involved with what's going on? Okay, Dubsy's going to have a couple of shekels in the game. And suddenly 
we're cluing on to every single point. So it's, it's only for the best. But, hey, as we know, these sports books, they know exactly what they're up to. Praying on the poor punters, but I've got good news for the punters. Get it on props, golf twice weekly. Dubsy is a man of the people, looking out for the people. Seven of the last nine events, outright winners. What more? Do you want from me, boys? You want me on the front of Men's Health magazine? You want me doing protein promos? I'm going to do that as well. The Trapezorus is back here on a Wednesday, boys. And I blame I blame the brigade. The brigade absolutely wind me up for that last Wednesday. They absolutely put me up to it. You know this. I told you this. I was eating breakfast at the breakfast place, the Omelette Cafe. They got Sports Grid TV on, and the commercial comes on. And I'm talking to the kid who's waiting on the table, who I know, Frankie. And I said, watch this. He goes, what? I said, just watch the commercial. And you start going, and you start going, and then you rip the shirt off. Uh, He's 24 years old. He's on the floor laughing. He's like, "Unbelievable." who's that guy? I said, who's that guy? Who's Dubsy? He's Dubsy, but now I'm going to call you. What'd you say? Trapezorus? It's a name uh, that the people are throwing at me, and it, it, it couldn't have played out any worse, lads. I, I did a, a little hit for some ESPN uh, you know, betting podcast oh, near the end of last week. They had obviously seen it. I was hosting a show on Saturday for the oh. grid. It was popping up between the Stop breaks, it. and everyone's asking about it. Dubsy, what about the traps? Get in line, son. Get in line. I'll take you out of the wing. I'll take you to the 24-hour fitness, and we'll do 30 minutes of the best. Leg day, no Sharapin. There's no such thing as leg day. I told you. When the boys used to say, Dubsy, why aren't you on the leg press doing a bit of legs? No one sees your legs on a Saturday night when you're wearing a pair of 32 jeans, boys. It's not up for discussion. It's all right. about the beach muscles. I want my medium little golf shirts hugging the biceps. I want the traps sticking up like this, Sharapan. That's all your boy's worried about. The legs. Yeah, someone actually used to tell me when Dubsy was playing rugby, don't do leg weights. They're going to slow you down. So I took that as gospel. Never touch the leg press. Never wow. touch the calf races. No thanks, boys. But I tell you what, people with big calves, they scare me. They're usually the best fighters. They've, they've got that extra strength. They can wrestle you to the ground. So Dubsy, just a one-hit wonder. Little dog shot and run off straight uh, the other direction. <laughs> Props golf. You guys get it twice a week for the BMW going on this week, and it's out right now. And then you get the cut show coming up, dropping on Saturday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning. Great work, my friend. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Love it, boys. The BMW Championship. We're looking for a Ferrari. Go the pedigree. Super long golf course. It was Willie Z last Sunday. What about Cameron Young at 22 to one sham. Well, I'm like going to work on the traps, boys. Have yourselves a Wednesday. Hit the that like is Dubsy at Mr. Dubsy. Hit the like button for sure. Go follow. Go subscribe to Props Golf right now where you get your audio podcast oh. video as well on props.com and the Props YouTube channel. He's fun. Trapazilla. Trapazilla is awesome. Trapazilla. Trapazilla. All right. Before we go to baseball, I have a question for you, Mr. Yes. Sherapan. Yes, sir. Will you? At any point in time in the next year, get into a cab here in Vegas without a driver. Because this is happening. Is this this hearing hot take of the day? Nope. This is just a question. This is just a question. Um, There's been a license given to a company in Vegas. What kind of deal was made here? To start a fully driverless car. Yeah. Called Motion L, uh, Motional Drive is what it's called. 
Yeah. Autonomously driven. Lyft is the person who's going to run it from an app perspective. You're going to go in your Lyft app. You're going to go ahead and dun, 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 dun. And a car is going to pull up. Right now, there will be a driver in the passenger seat. Next year, there will be nobody in the car. Will you get into a cab that does not have a driver? Maybe to go down the street. <laughs> you, still, you know, 30 miles an hour can still kill you, right? You can still die at 30 miles an hour. one block. You can still get clipped. It's still possible. I'm not excited about it at all. At all. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was in, in a light next to a, uh, a Tesla, and I was like, I wonder yep. if they're driving or they'll let the thing drive. Because I've ridden in one yep. and watched it drive itself, like with the yep. guy next to me in the driver's seat, but he wasn't touching nothing. Mm-mm. And I wasn't comfortable. Mm-mm. Would you get one of these things? Not for a while. Just because I've been following it for a long time. I've been oh, yeah, following, you're the car guy. I've been following what they're doing in, in Detroit what Ford has been doing and what Chevy has been doing. And they have full campuses designed on this and they still run stuff over all the time. (laughs) They still don't stop. They still, I mean, it is really difficult to do this technology to work every single time and all you need to fail once. Yeah. See, that's the problem. Like it's not like you can just fuck up because if you, if you it's once it, right, the car goes into a wall or stop, whatever goes through a red light, and they think yeah. it's supposed to be a green light, and it goes through a red light, and then someone comes and bang, and you get clipped. And it's, I mean, it, it's not, oh, I don't like this sounds, not song. with the drunk driving on the strip, not in Vegas. I don't trust it for a bit. I got the wheel of the car myself, and I'm it's correct, not, it's unnerving at times, yeah, right. right. This is not the best place. I can't believe they're going to do it here, but there's probably a lot of people here. There's a lot of people to gamble, obviously. Mm-hmm. Gamblers are more prone to try stuff and do mm-hmm. stuff, like, Risk you know, they adverse, yeah. right? Yep. So, all right, let's do it in Vegas. There's a lot of people from melting pot from all over. Well, and also to be fair, like you're talking about, if you're going up and down the strip, I mean, it's a two and a half mile each way back and forth, right? You're just shuttling people between different places. You're not taking them like, I don't think you could drive to Summerlin to our houses with this. <laughs> like, I don't think you're getting on the Summerlin Parkway and driving from the strip to your house without a driver uh, in it. So my guess would be there's a geo-targeted area as to where they're allowed to go. And that makes it more an easier thing to control from a data perspective, from how do you, you know, up and down, up and down. They supposedly did 100,000 passenger trips. They've been testing it for four years here. In Vegas? Yep. You haven't seen them? I oh, think yeah. I have. You have. I, think, I know you have. You absolutely I, have. Yeah. It, it, it's, they have big markings, autonomous yeah. vehicle. It, it's, it's, they've advertised it a lot, you know, saying this is going to be here at some point. Every year at CES, they offer these things to people like crazy. All the tech guys come in and they say, you want to drive for free? Here's your free ride. Don't take a cab. If you remember, when Lyft and Uber came to Vegas, the guys, the cab company guys had baseball bats for them. Like they wanted to straight up fight these people. Now, Lyft is involved with this. Essentially, what you're trying to do is take every cab or cab company and every driver, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, job. 
you're trying not to have employees. This is what this town is going to be in 10 years. No bartenders, no cab drivers. All those jobs are going to be anarchy. It's coming. That's the whole point. They do not. There ain't going to be nobody writing no tickets and no books. That's for sure. That's what they want. All going to be kiosks. Do you see the Ohio? What 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 the? uh, I'm tweeting that after the show. Are you okay? (laughs) They they have. I think it's what 900 applications for kiosks in Ohio. Seriously, kids cover your ears. What the fuck are they doing? Like they just gave everybody a license. Like they're literally going, said, yeah, every sports bar is going to, you're going to be able to bet in every single sports bar and gas bar station, in Ohio. grocery store, store sports all bar, all parking lot. Yep. They're just writing, they're writing yes. licenses like everywhere. Well, well they, they're allowing people to apply for licenses. It yeah. depends who they're going to give them to, but like, what are they doing? It's they're it automating everything that this is the world that we're now. It's, the, 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 there were two things that happened in the world that really two 10 years ago, we were told two things that no one listened to. The first was that we were going to have ridiculous climate change around the world. And we were going to have crazy winters and crazy summers and climate change and droughts and everything else. And yesterday we had to go ahead and and enter the tier two angle to cut off Arizona and California from stealing all of our water here in Las Vegas. People were like, that's going to happen very soon. People are like, yeah, forget it. Lake Mead's fine. Lake Mead's not fine. We got major problems here in the West when it comes to water. And the other thing was that we're going to have a big problem with people who have been making, say, like $45,000 a year in the service industry because we're going to automate everything. Yep. And what are those people going to do? That's been their job. They've been a bartender. They've been a, a, a person that has been working whatever in Vegas in the service industry, bellhops or whatever they may have for jobs. They're all going to be out bartenders are going to be literally a robot that's going to make your drink down to the like a milli ounce, like the tiniest little thing. Every drink we made exactly the same. So there's no overage. There's no overpouring. There's no free comps. There's none of that is stuff. This, is this better? No, it's not better, I but it's better it's for better. the corporation who the guy at the spreadsheet can sit back and go, uh, 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 okay, here we go. That's, you know what I mean? Just how they look at it. And now they know, okay, if I buy, you know, a bottle of whiskey, that bottle of whiskey is going to make 15 drinks. Those 15 drinks are going to be sold for $20 a piece. So I'm going to make X number of dollars off that whiskey and do it a million times over the course of a year and have the same number every single year come out. That's what they want. That's why they're doing this because they, they pay for gas and that's it. <laughs> they don't pay for anything else. Maybe one dude who works all the technology but you're not paying the Uber drivers. You're not worried about guys getting hurt or insurance or you know Uber drivers getting attacked in the middle of the night by crazy people here in Vegas who are drunk. It, and it could come to a city near you. They're testing it in Vegas. So I think you're right. Gamblers are more risk averse. They'll, they'll, they'll figure out how to do it. But New York, Chicago, LA, Dallas, Miami, that's the plan. No more cabs. Going to take me being like stuck stuck somewhere to get in one of these things i would agree with that like like you got to get home there's an emergency or you literally aren't going to make it like oh you got to get in this car that's it like i don't i'm but just like getting into an uber though remember this was that was the same line that people said when Uber started, I only got uh, one Uber my whole life. You're you're an anomaly, but most people would most people's opinion on I'm getting into the car of a stranger. 
that I call on an app. I have no idea who the person is or how they drive and I'm getting in their back seat and they're going to take me somewhere. Sounds like complete ridiculousness to me. That's why I only did it once. But it happens every second uh, in this country. It's people all over the place. Getting it's into Uber. So eventually the fear factor, people got over it. Okay. It's safe. It's, oh, people yeah. will get over it. People will be, these things will be zipping around. We'll be, kids will be bringing, parents will figure out a way for bring their kid to school in this thing. Oh, 100%. Do you think the total recall thing happens? Stevie Mac sent me the the the, the, the oh. video of, of of total recall. Do we need a driver even though it's not being driven by a human? Do people need just somebody in that seat just to make them feel more comfortable? Maybe. Someone they could talk to, some automated AI that just sits there and has a conversation like, "Hi, how are you? Welcome to Las Vegas. Did you know that Las Vegas is the 25th city in the country?" Just like spits out stupid facts. Even though there's nothing, just make somebody feel more comfortable. I don't want that. I don't know. Maybe people do. I can see that a hundred percent. Oh, for sure. And people or advertisements. Did you know you can you can go to to day club for just twenty five dollars to get in with the promo code blah 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 or or a sports book? Hey, it'll be nonstop. (laughs) Go to BetMGM and mention us. Mention Lyft, and you can get a ten dollar free roll, free bet. (laughs) It's a hundred percent going to happen. Lyft came in to us in the book and gave us stacks, stacks of free lift ride tickets Yep, for people in the book. They're like, hand these out, you know, so people will use our service and all this other stuff. Because they were fighting Uber. They had to get people off yeah. of Uber. So yeah. there was a way of once they got into yeah. a lift, their angle was, we're the fun company. Like, we're the different company. Man, it's oh, funny. Man. And now we got this. I mean, it's all the way the companies want it. And I think a lot of people oh. our age are going to be resistant, but our kids, our daughters, they won't know any different. They won't. They They won't. won't. That's, that's the thing. Like, I mean, we say that about the show, you know, I mean, the show's not for everybody. I mean, this, this isn't for everybody and that's fine. Like, but I, I, I just, you know, so long of taking bets and just seeing risk and thinking things out. I, I see this. I do you understand? Like I'd have to see this thing drive a hundred times in front of me. Like go to the campus, watch it, see the test, talk to the guy. Because I want to know if the car crashes, where am I coming to find you? Because I'm going to come find you. <laughs> if you fix the car, you told me it ain't going to crash and it crashes. I'm going to come find you. I'm Somebody's far more likely to put myself in this car than my kid. Oh, without a doubt. My, for my kid to get into this thing, it's going to be a long time for me to be comfortable putting my kid into a, a this vehicle. This is where we learn from the kids, right? They'll, yeah. they'll tell us when it's time to get in, most likely. And they're freer. They trust everything. Which is they a problem. They also though. have an energy and right. know when not to. True. Stranger danger is real. Don't yeah. put me in that car, Daddy. I ain't going in there. Okay. Yeah. It's true. It's it's. Well, we'll see what happens. It's it's just. I I thought that was a wild thing this morning when I, that, that popped up. All right, the Orioles are going for the sweep of the Blue Jays tonight. They're plus one forty dogs because your boys behind the counter just will not make them favorites. They won't. They refuse. We talked about it yesterday. They, they refuse to make the Orioles favorites. They will not do it. do it. They're dogs again. Do you bet the streak and take the Orioles, or the Blue Jays finally going to win a home game, or they get swept at home by the Orioles? I think with this head-to-head thing you got to bet the orioles you got to bet the orioles until they lose there's no i don't want stripling today Mm-mm. i don't want the the the, the jays much better at home though by the way his era he has at home. he has but um 
the way the Orioles, I mean, the game's at noon our time, so it's coming up in an hour. I would only play the Orioles. I, 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 do you want any part of the Jays today? Absolutely not. Nope. No way. Nope. No way. Same question for the next game, though. The Yankees are minus 142 favorites against the race. Right. You want the Why? Yankees? You want the Yankees today? Hell no. They're playing horrifically bad baseball right now. They're down 3 nothing in the first inning yesterday. 3-1 Blue. check. Kluber maybe just what the doctor ordered for them, but he could also give them uh, fits a quality start or whatever. And I mean, the Yankees, what's the total? Eight and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tampa and over? Tampa wow. and over. Tampa and over is always dangerous. It is, right? It's always dangerous for that offense to go. Yeah. Them, the I'm, A's, the Angels, those are always teams like over bets are always like, ouch, I don't know. I don't. I don't want. I. I don't want the Yankees. Mm-mm. I know that. I mean, I don't know if I have to touch the Rays, but I'm not touching the Yankees at all. Yeah, dog day it feels like. And then one more. Speaking of dogs, Rangers are plus one twenty on the run line today against the A's. Now, normally the Rangers are really good on the run line, catching one and a half runs, but the A's. I. I was. I was on the A's the other day, and that plus one and a half. They lost two to one to the Rangers in the first game of this series. And I was right. listening to the, to the Rangers broadcast and they gave me a stat. Uh, I, I don't know exactly, but the A's offense right now, if the year ended today, their batting average as a team and their batting average with runners in scoring position is like 1905 bad. Oh yeah. It's one of the worst we've seen in the last a hundred years. Yeah. Worse than, one of the worst in a century. Yep. Yeah. For team batting average and teams with guys batting with runs in scoring position, their offense is so bad yes. that it's actually kind of like an under the radar thing because their pitching has been good enough to keep them somewhat in games. They're losing games three, two, four, three, right. two, one. Right. But they can't hit to say the, this is a historically bad offense for all correct. Um, and they won the first two. They won that game two. They, or no, they lost that Rangers. game two one. They yeah. covered. Right. And then last night, the A's won. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to even touch this game if it was me. I mean, it's right. This is one of those ones that gives you pause. I mean, I think like yeah. the Rangers are lighting things up either. True. That's Rangers why, are also very good on the run line, though. Rangers, but they have been very plus good. one and a half, not laying one and a half. Right. That's what I'm not comfortable with. I think you could probably bet Texas to win. I feel a little better about that. Mm-hmm. But Oler. I thought it was Euler last time he pitched. O L L E R. Whatever. I asked if his first name was Edmonton. <laughs> right. Is it Euler or Euler? Yeah, it's Euler. Um, yeah, I don't want to. I mean, do you have an opinion on this game? Absolutely not. Okay. Completely good. zero. Good. Yeah, I don't I feel like we're forcing it if we do something that way. Yeah, absolutely zero. Uh, by the way, Thursday night football will now have a Nielsen rating. Wow. How about that? That's, wow, it's going to be on Amazon. They're going, Nielsen's going to track it. They're going to have a Nielsen rating for it, which is enormous news. You know, Bear's working on that. He's, he's going with Kirk every week. He's going to that game. Oh, is he really? Wow. To help yeah. on stats? And then, yeah, he's, he's like Kirk's guy in his ear. Okay. So he goes to the truck. But he was telling me, his life's drastically going to change this year because of that, because he's going to go do the Thursday night Amazon game with Kirk. And then they're going to fly to wherever game day is at Friday. 
Right. So he's his life. He goes, yeah. So up. I say goodbye to my right. wife on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, and then I'll see her again on uh, Sunday afternoon. That's wow. it. Wow. Yeah. That's Believe football season for you. Football season. Um, yeah, the deal is the first time Nielsen will include ratings from a streaming service in its closely watched weekly TV viewing report. Huh? I mean, this is how the big boys, the Madison Avenues, buy advertising. Right. So, I mean, it's, but they're going to have a really interesting number though, because it's digital. So they should, I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to find out how Nielsen's going to track this because Amazon should be able to tell you down to the, you know, like the hundredth of a person who's watching on, on, on Thursday night football. Yeah. So, cause it's, it's digital. Like that's, you should have it. I mean, wow. That's wild to watch. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> To have that. That's good. It's great news for Amazon because now you're going to get some serious big boy advertising number numbers to come in. If you give them a Nielsen rating, you can charge off of that. So I'm so curious to see what's going to happen with that. How many people are going to again, grandma and grandpa, Thursday night football are going to flip out and they're going to go, Where's the game? <laughs> it's on Amazon. And if it's not in your local market, it'll be on local TV if it's in your local market. So you'll get the local team. But if your dad or mom, grandma, whatever, likes to watch the games or an out-of-market team for Thursday night football, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> You're going to have to do... I, I got to buy all new TVs. I got to a whole... I, I'm doing a whole thing in the house for this, for it. My streaming... I've got good TVs that are streaming. It's not just not fast enough. The TVs are really fast. I got to upgrade all of my television sets now. And I have direct TV. <laughs> I mean, I need them faster. I got them. You gotta, it, it's the happiest people on the planet are the guys who are making the smart TVs right now. Right. Everyone's going to go, wait, I can't watch Thursday night football. Unless I have Amazon prime video. Okay. Wait, it's not on my TV. Oh, okay. Gotta go get a, either a fire stick or I gotta go get a whole new TV to go do that. Uh, Seattle is not going to have drew lock tomorrow night. Yeah. You always say, I only care if the number moves numbers moved. Yeah. Now it's three and a half for Seattle at home. What was it? Four. Okay. For tomorrow. We when we were talking earlier in the week, it was basically we were looking at backup quarterbacks. Gino is going to play more for Seattle in this game because Drew Locke's going to be out. Good for Gino. Get some reps, Gino. <laughs> is it better for <laughs> Is that better for Seattle's chances? I like home teams. I would prefer three personally on this number. I haven't bet it yet, but if I get three, I may be involved. Jacob Eason's the other backup quarterback. Okay. <laughs> Against <laughs> Chicago, who can't score. Like the total is 39 and a half, and I'm stunned. I think it's only 39 and a half because of the fact that the overs hit so, so aggressively. Correct. Like well, this seems like an over, this is an overinflated number in my mind. This is an under game. Gotta be an under. Yeah. Gotta be. Cause Chicago can't score to save their lives. Their offense is, I mean, they might be the worst team in football. That's the way bears people suck. are betting it. Oh, yeah, boy. bears suck. They're, they're really bad. Like they, they just, they don't have a lot go. going on. <laughs> what do you mean? Here we go. It's the truth. I feel bad for the guys who are decent on that team. Name of the quarterback. I mean, looking around going like, I had a bunch of good players around me in college. What do I got now? <laughs> I got problems. 
know, what's, what, what's going on? Oh, who are you? Who are you? Where did you play? Uh, I mean, if I would to play this game, yes, I would look to play the under. And that means I would look to take the dog. Mm. Seattle laying points. I'm not going to lie. I snuck a peek a little bit at the Seahawks and Steeler game uh, from week one. Was on. Wasn't purposely win. watching it. Oh, you did watch it. Oh, okay. I, I thought for uh, sure because you should thank us for Gunner. You gave your Osefsky. You should thank us for that guy. He, 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 he scored your, your first touchdown of the year with Gunner in corner of the end zone. How do you say his last name? Osefsky, I believe. It's pretty good. It looked cool in the uniform. I was like, wait, look at this guy. He was a Patriot? Yes. We Bill discovered him. You guys <sighs> signed him. You guys, he was a free agent. You guys signed him away from the Patriots, but he was our kick returner. He's fast as hell. Yeah. Good, good, right. good route runner. Smart kid. Wasn't overly impressed with Seattle. Let's just put it that way. I was like, oh, man. The Sea Sucks are going to be the worst team in football. Oh, Sea Sucks. Here we go. <laughs> They're going to be the worst team. a way to say Sea Sucks every day. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> They're going to be the worst team in football. But are you going to bet this game? I'm 11 and 0. My last 11 bets. Hell yeah, I'm betting this game. It doesn't matter what you bet. Now nah, you're going to lose. Probably. Right. <laughs> I'm 11 and 0. It's a foregone conclusion. I'm going to lose. Is, is it in a magazine? Is it in a book? I don't know. I have to look at the almanac. I, I, I haven't. I haven't gone, gotten that far yet to week two yet. I'm still work, working my way through everything. So. <laughs> You know, Cubs minus seven, Cubs minus one and a half last night came in. So <laughs> I rewatched the show with the open by myself uh-huh. upstairs. And Jessica and Kendall were just on the other side of the wall in the loft. Right. And they were trying to go to bed. And I was started watching it. And I just started laughing hysterically, <laughs> like just laughing. Yeah. I don't know where you came up with the one eye glasses thing, like whatever. (laughs) I started laughing and they're like, what are you watching? (laughs) Matt being a total idiot on the show. (laughs) I went and showed them the clip. Kendall don't get it because she hasn't seen the movie, of course. But she's like, did you guys plan that? And I said, no. And she couldn't (laughs) believe it. She's like, he, I'm like, he didn't even tell us he was doing it. I said, you started the show like that. <laughs> just ran in, just started it off, having, having some fun with it. I just, some of the things, that I, I watched the show yesterday, and I was just, the Connecticut rant was pretty good. It was one of my better rants. Oh, one of your best pretty, of all time was this show. That was, was pretty good. Was I was enjoying I enjoyed that run a lot. I was, I was, I was, I, I was laughing pretty hard at that going, um, you know, I, the ESPN stuff, well, I was laughing pretty hard because oh. my ESPN friends would totally be like, yes, you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the worldwide leader in the middle of bleeping nowhere. It's right. absolutely true. Yes. <laughs> it's 100% true on that. Oh, I've had the um, moment of stories. He's, you're right. You're oh, right. goodness. They, yeah. if, if those walls could talk and that, oh. <laughs> after mm. that. <laughs> If that hotel across the street, oh boy, that would be that would be oh. something. Uh, it is time now for the Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day. Being brought to you by our friends at Omaha Steaks. You guys are ever wondering, guys, how do we say thank you? you go to omahasteaks.com, you click on BVB, and you go and order the All American assortment or make your own. Very cool menu and get it ordered. They'll give you 12 Omaha Steak burgers for free just for doing that. Promo code BV. B, Bostonian versus the book, omahasteaks.com. Okay. 
Yes. Searing hot take of the day. SB Nation writer is angry. Saying the NFL needs to get off Christmas. That Thanksgiving is the NFL. That's theirs. Christmas is the NBA. And New Year's is college football. And the NFL is trying to take them all this year because they've got games on Christmas Eve, games on Christmas, games on New Year's Eve, and games on New Year's Day. (laughs) Does this person have a point that the NFL needs to have its own way? Because as they wrote... We already have a perfectly good NFL holiday already. Football is made for Thanksgiving and just as Christmas is woven into the fabric of the NBA, Thanksgiving is with the NFL, just as New Year's Day is made for college football. Fair or foul? Foul. Every seven years, it falls on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And they... uh, There was a line in um, Beverly Hills Cop where... He Axel Foley walked into the Playboy Mansion. Galopolis was selling the guns. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, all right, I want all of you to leave. And he said, oh, that's it. He fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> this is what the NFL is doing right now for the holidays, for everybody. All yeah. right. Us, everybody. Ticket takers, uh, ticket riders. Everybody. Okay. Yeah. So he has a fair point. All right. Thanksgiving is football. Play turkey bowls, watch turkey games, turkey day games, and then eat turkey. And then fall asleep watching the late game, which they added in because it wasn't enough to own the day. You had to own the night, <laughs> the too. night too. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't easy in the books. When they added that night game, everybody was like, I'm quitting. Why? Because oh. I have to work Thanksgiving night. What do you mean? Well, there's a game. You have to book the games. The bookies used to just Say so you can bet the light game up until the Dallas game. I'm done. I'm answering for I'm answering for the late game. Now, I mean, the NBA really did take over Christmas. They had one game. They had two games. Now they have four games, six games, triple head, multi header, hexagon header. It's enough. Now, and college football was always New Year's Day, always, and they. They screwed that up themselves because they started putting the games on New Year's Eve and then on January 2nd and 3rd and all this stuff. You remember when you used to have all the college football games on, on New Year's Day? It was a hard it was a long day. time ago, but yes, it was It was every bowl game was a big was deal. The big games. The big mm-hmm. games were all on the same day, and they were mm-hmm. going on at the same time. You watched your team, but you knew what other games were going on. You could always switch. There was a game mm-hmm. on the whole day. I mean, the guy's got a point. He's got a point. I don't know what you do because the Sunday, the NFL owns Sunday, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, October, Halloween. It's Sunday. Sunday is the NFL. And if it falls on a holiday, he's, you know, he's right. I mean, I don't know. I think I, I have no problem with this. I, I, I think the N, the NBA, I think you just have to realize when the big guy comes to town, he gets to dictate whatever he wants. The NFL is the monster. It gets to dictate what everyone else falls in line. We take what we want. Like you can't change. Like if the NBA acquiesced and said, you know what, we're going to do our Christmas day, triple header, quadruple header, whatever, but we're going to do it on the day after Christmas. Then you show weakness. You can't. Of course. Yeah, well, also, it's a it. scheduling, right? I mean, on the 26th, people have stuff to do. The 25th, everyone's home. 
that's why the NBA started doing it because it was like, all right, we know we have a TV audience, a captive audience. No one really goes anywhere on Christmas. They all stay at home. Did so you ever work on Christmas? Yeah. Very rarely, but yeah. I worked not every Christmas that I lived in Vegas. It's tough. It's not fun. But then as I got older and I had a seniority a little bit and I had kids, they're like, you know what? You work Thanksgiving and you work New Year's. You don't mm. have to work Christmas. Deal. Yeah, so, that is a good deal. You, you know, you work, you work it out. You right. know, you let the young kids take off New Year's because they're going to come they're in and out. fuck right. up the tickets and they're going to make a mess anyway. So you let them have that one off. <laughs> right. Everybody works Thanksgiving because it's a very busy day in the book. Mm. So you stagger it. Do you like to eat dinner early or late? And you do that. But I never worked a holiday in my life until I moved to Vegas. I was always wow. off Thanksgiving. Was always off Christmas. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I worked Thanksgiving evenings a lot, just at different jobs that I had, but I never worked during the day. And then Christmas was a rarity, but sports wise, like bowl games, covering events, yeah, trips. I worked, I worked holidays a lot. I mean, I, yeah. I, I worked, I worked Christmases. I worked, I worked new year's a ton, new year's Eve, new year's day for like the better part of like years. I was off. I, I, okay. I mean, I was in Arizona for three years in a row for new year's Eve, new year's for bowl day. games for bowl games. Yeah. You know, so I was in Phoenix. Bowl for, games are fun though. Yeah, they are fun. And I'm not, I don't like New Year's. So I, I've never liked New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. So I don't Oh, that's care one of my it. favorites. Oh. Yeah. I just, I never, it, it's amateur hour. So I just, I, I'm, I'm never really interested in being around morons. Oh, so, that's for sure. I mean, we used to yeah. do the strip. Jess and I used to do the strip every year. That's right. Yeah. I proposed to her on a strip. Wow. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Well, that's special then for you guys. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's, I'm not a fan of New Year's. Not now. Yeah, I'd rather stay home with the kids and bang pots yeah. and pans, and that's way more fun. Yeah. Way more fun. Laugh fireworks and stuff. I told yeah, it's way more fun. I just so Thanksgiving's always been. I never really worked Thanksgiving during the day. I, I've worked it during the night, but never during the day. Okay, and I I feel for people who I mean, my mom works holidays. She has to pick which one she wants to work. Right. She has to work either Christmas or Thanksgiving. Which yep. one do you want? Yep. And then New Year's for her and her, who was in the hospital. So the New Year's Eve is, is not that big of a deal at the hospital, but Christmas or New Year's, pick which one you want, or Christmas or Thanksgiving, pick. And so she's always asking me, like, when are you coming home? When are right. you doing this? Like, like yep. what are you, coming, are you coming home for Christmas? Come on, Thanksgiving. Like, what are you doing? And yep. she plans it out as to when we're all going to come home um, to, to see Maddie and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely feel for people, but like, you're working it anyway in the book because you know the NBA is going to get played. You're working it anyway in the book because you know that college football and the NFL and college basketball is all going to get played on Thanksgiving. You got three sports going on in Thanksgiving, big sports. And then new year's is new year's. We, we know what happens on new year's day and new year's Eve. So that's college football, college basketball, bowl games, NFL now. So like, I don't know. I, I mean, I want more of always just give me more. <laughs> so like, I, 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 if it's already going to happen anyway, give me more. I have no problem with the NFL playing on Christmas day. I have no problem with them playing on Christmas day every single year playing on Christmas day. I this no is going to be a problem like for retail books to staff. Like, you know, there's a lot of businesses all over the country and stuff. That are having staffing staffing issues, issues are period. Huge. Yeah. You know, I mean, like places that are closed late or closing early, there's signs, you know, work closed today because whatever. But the kiosks should handle most of it though. Right. 
yeah, but you still got to have uh, people in the book a lot of times to, you know, to mm-hmm. take money. And I mean, a lot of people were on vacation and they're at a resort. What, what are you going to do? Tell me closed. You have to download an app. Somebody wants uh-huh. to bet 10,000 on a game and they want to do it from the, the cage and just bring cash over. Right. I, you better be open and you better have enough people. Now it was easier to do when you had, if you had four windows open, that was enough. Okay. But now it's an NFL Sunday. So you're gonna have is to it, add, you know, two people. Does it, does it make it more? Um, are you more likely to have a a kiosk stuffer get a bet through when these Hell things happen? Yeah. So you can get. So oh. is this is this a mark? Is this are are oh. going to be marks on these days? They already are. <laughs> they already do it now. That's These the thing that popped in my brain. I was, stuff? Like, I was like, man, this is going to be wild because Christmas Eve, if you want to get a, a bet through that might be a little bit on, like, if there's a number a little bit questionable on Christmas Eve, you could get a lot of action yeah. down before it gets Masters, tagged. futures, and all that other off the radar shit. Oh, it's the worst. Yes. Yeah, a lot yeah, of guys are on vacation, and a lot of guys are you don't have the amount of eyes and stuff on stuff. That's that week is brutal. Oh, and that night I think it's gonna be brutal because everyone's gonna be watching the games and paying attention to the live game, the live betting, knowing what's happening for the NBA the next day and the NFL the next day. That then you could look at all the other markets. Maybe there's a pricing problem you can get armed like <laughs> that's that christmas eve i was like man if i had a kiosk in christmas eve i'd be scared shitless about somebody oh, coming in and getting great some idea getting some great stuff idea me. Awesome. <laughs> i'm just saying it just Bullshit. that would be that's when i would assume that you could definitely take advantage because people aren't going to be paying attention to those numbers correct one two people going into that so Circus sports schedule of the day. Today, we are going to talk about a little BYU action. Circus sports, we're going to be there on Friday. Thanks to footballcontest.com on the 26th, a week from this Friday, we'll be there doing the show live for the Circa Million Friday. I was like, what are you talking about? No, we're not. Okay. Circa Million weekend coming up. If you're coming into town, 10 to noon, live from Circa Sports in downtown Las Vegas. You'll see Bostonian versus the book. Footballcontest.com bringing us down there for the Circa Million weekend. You guys can enter into the most exciting football handicapping contest. Circa four, $6 million guaranteed total prizes plus money. It's growing based upon how much money's coming in here. Contest, once again, will not take a rake. Any extra fees goes right back into it. Each player will take five picks a week against the spread. Stagnant lines. Remember that. $1,000 entries, three per player. Test your skills this year against the best handicappers in the world. For more information about contest rules and sign-up information, including hiring our guy Vegas Maddie with footballcontest.com, log on to circusports.com. Not laughing at you. Uh, Just a... A, a quick note: Shelly said her husband proposed at midnight on her New, New Year's Eve, also uh-huh. uh, down there on the strip. And right. then um, Stevie Max said, "If the Cubs don't start scoring some runs, there ain't going to be no Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> it's one nothing in the fifth. They're the trailing, fifth? trailing. They're trailing the Nationals. One nothing in the fifth. Unbelievable. Cubs offense is. 
awful, man. It's as bad. These are really bad teams. Some really bad teams in baseball right now. It's actually kind of like pretty surprising if if Smiley and Abbott don't go over. What was the total? Nine? Mm hmm. <laughs> One run through five? In the fifth. <laughs> Enjoy that. Man, oh man. As they say, nobody knows. BYU is ranked 25th in the coaches' poll. This is hard. The, why? Because they're not because they're not in a conference? Yeah, like this is, this is I was talking about this with Lisi and Carver last night on the radio a little bit. And they were talking about BYU. Yeah. And I saw it this morning on your thing. I'm like, oh boy. All right. What's the total? It's the only, it's the only ranked team we haven't done. That's why I'm I know. Doing. What's the total? Eight, eight and a half. A little bit juice to the under, not much. Certain books are at minus 115, certain books are minus 110. So this is going to be a hard number to make. It's a hard number to bet. Mm-hmm. They're ranked, and they're always – the thing about BYU is that so many of their kids come back from missions, and they're 24, 25-year-old men, right? Not kids. Offensive linemen are monsters. That's why they do a great job protecting their quarterback, Zach Wilson, coming out of the system. You know, they got uh, – you know, they score. It's BYU can put points up on the board on anybody. So they're playing one, two, three top 10 teams this year, preseason. And they're playing four ranked teams this year. It's really remarkable. It's a hard schedule. They open the year at South Florida. Win. On the road, they're favored by 12 points in week one. Yeah, they're winning that game. Home opener, Baylor, top 10 Bears come calling on the 10th of September. BYU minus four. Huh. Win. You like? I'm saying loss. I'm higher on Baylor than maybe anybody. I like Baylor. I like Aranda a lot. <laughs> I think he's a really good coach. Yeah. He can really get things done. Two for me. All right. One for one. I, I think that's you. You you have your two and oh, I'm one and one. Right. Game three at Oregon, number 11, Oregon Ducks, September 17th. They got to be dogs in that game, right? Don't have it. Hmm. Uh, at Oregon, I'll say they lose. Yeah, I say they lose that game too. Yeah. Home for Wyoming. Win. Home for Utah State. It's the date of that game. September 29th. Seven rivalry games. Seven. Yeah, they're gonna kill him. Yeah. So win four. Here's the game. Notre Dame at BYU. Here. Here in Vegas. What's the date of that one? That is I'm I really want to go to this game. Like I this is this is a I'm 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 shopping for tickets for this game personally. Uh eighth of October. Can't believe there's no line. What? Yeah. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it yeah, is. Yeah. Notre Dame minus six. Yeah. I cannot wait to see who has more fans at Allegiant for this game. Yeah. Irish fans, people from Indiana, people from the Midwest, effing love this town. They yep. come here in the, but BYU people and Same. Utah people come Same. here 
They can drive. Yeah. <laughs> and the number of BYU alums who live yeah. here Ton. through the roof. <laughs> so did I tell I mean, you I was coaching last weekend or two weekends ago, whatever that was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And we start talking, being a first base coach. He's from Boston. He's okay. originally from somewhere around Boston. I can hear his accent, and I'm like, this <laughs> is P. Ralton 25 years. He's going to sound just not. like this guy. I will never have an accent, ever. Oh, you don't. You're right. You don't. I will never have one. Correct. Stepdad, okay. different story, but not me. It's not super thick, but you have an accent. Anyhow, okay. yeah. we start talking, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about coming for the Notre Dame-BYU game because he's a Notre Dame fan. And I'm like, Really? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, the tickets are already absurd, but I don't care because I'm going to go see Notre Dame in person. Mm-hmm. You know the tickets are going to be ridiculous, right? Yep. They're going to be ridiculous. Yep. I understand that. But, okay. you know. Six o'clock on a Saturday, October 8th. I think they lose. BYU loses. I still have four. You think they I'm, beat Notre Dame there? I think they win. Do you really? I'm going to take BYU. Yeah, I think I think, right. I think I think I'm gonna beat the Irish. Then they play at home against Arkansas, preseason ranked. I mean, this start. What the state of that? Arkansas. Fifteenth of October, Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, and Arkansas in your first seven games. Arkansas is a two point dog in that game in this opener. I yeah, BYU wins. I say Arkansas wins. Okay. I think they beat Notre Dame and then they beat Arkansas. I think they lose to Baylor. They lose to Oregon. So then they go two and two. Boys in the chat are going crazy. Two run homer by the Cubs. (laughs) I thought they had the over. I mean, more than a two run home run. They got a, they got, they scored. No, okay. Stevie Mack, Capital M, Capital K was going to have to cancel Christmas, he said, (laughs) if the Cubs didn't start scoring. Let's go, Cubbies. At Liberty. Win. 22nd. I would agree. They don't have Malik Willis. Uh, Friday night at home against East Carolina. What's the date of that game? 28th of October. Halloween Halloween weekend. 14-point favorite win. Six. wreck them. Wreck. (laughs) They wreck East Carolina. Wreck. At Boise State, November 5th. Ooh. Hell of a game. Ooh. What do you think? Small favorite for BYU? At Boise? Um, I don't know how good Boise is going to be. I haven't done my research on them. I don't know. I would say uh, BYU, BYU minus one and a half. I okay. still got it. <laughs> even though they didn't even think BYU small. Boom. Done. One and a half. Uh, I say they win. I have no idea who you who Utah Tech is, but they're playing Utah Tech after a bye. Utah what? Utah Tech. I didn't know that. That sounds like a movie. It's like a, a school from a movie. They have a team? Utah Tech is in the whack. With real uniforms and stuff? I, I, they must Tech. be. Yeah. They, they got to be FCS. Yeah, they got to be an FCS team. Yeah, they're FCS. Okay. The whack is not the same whack. The whack's gone. That, so that's that counts as a win. That counts as a win. Yeah, it counts as a win. Yep. Yeah. So okay, next one. Yeah, they're an FCS team, Utah Utah Tech. Seriously, it sounds like a movie team. And then at Stanford to end the year. Wowza. Yep. Wowza. What's the date? That's of that a, I wonder if that's a lo- I think it's a loss to me. I'm gonna say nine nine and three. 
I got him going nine and three. So I bet the over. It's a good number, though. Is it the 26th? Of November, yep. Mm-hmm. BYU does not have a line on it listed here. Okay. Well, they win. I think they win it. Okay. So you have how many losses? You have I think two? it puts me. No, three. Three. Yes, so do I. So we're, we're both nine and three. Just different ways of getting there. Right. But I mean, Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, Arkansas, and Stanford for power BCS caliber schools is a hell of a schedule. Yeah, it is. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I mean, if BYU ran the table, if they were undefeated, they're they'd in. Be in the playoffs. They're, they're in. in the playoffs. Yeah. If it's they not even table. a debate. If they win yeah. all their games, they're in. Yep. You can't I tell think. them, oh, you didn't play anybody. That <laughs> argument's out the window. Yeah. I mean, you, you can make it. I mean, that's an SEC caliber schedule in terms of who you faced. I mean, oh, Jay Dalbet said Utah Tech used to be Dixie State. Oh, Utah okay. Tech. So that's why they changed their name recently. Okay. Because they probably didn't like the Dixie con- connotation. Does that make sense? To get rid of that. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I think BYU, nine, I bet over. I think nine wins is very possible. But if they get hot, I mean, if they're undefeated going up against Notre Dame, because the Irish probably, let's see, with the Irish, will they be undefeated by then? No, because they'll be beating the Ohio State game. Ohio State game, right. yeah. Um, so they, they would be four and one. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be it's going to be fun. There's no. It could be four and one Notre Dame potentially against four and one or undefeated BYU. Yeah, we should start printing T-shirts for that right now. Minnesota's things all over the place. Saying what? Catholics versus the the the, the what? Because <laughs> the Florida State was Catholics versus convicts. We can't do Mormons versus Catholics. That's not really going to fly. <laughs> We could sell those things for a long, long time. People, 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 people aren't buying Mormons versus Catholic T-shirts, but you need some type of insult on one side or the other. Cougars. Oh, Catholics versus Cougars. But you could do a different connotation with a cougar. You could do the the Vegas connotation of a cougar. <laughs> that might work. Saying that, way, that works. Get somebody you can draw. All right. Yeah. yeah. Keep it in yeah. mind. All I'm saying is the liquor cabinets better be stocked for that week because people are going to come here. And I always laugh whenever there's schools with major ties to religious institutions, they drink more than anybody else. Ooh, really? Because <laughs> no one's watching. <laughs> yep. It's you come to Vegas, all rolls are out. Hey, I'm not in Salt Lake City anymore. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in Nevada, man. No one's paying attention to me. And that's when they go route. That weekend will be as rowdy as any weekend this fall. Great. Will be Notre Dame BYU. That will awesome. be rowdy, rowdy. And the, the Raiders don't play that next day, right? Because they did, the Raiders play the next day. That's a unbelievable October 9th. The Raiders play at home October 9th. Oh, let me see. I'll guess no. Vegas play October. Nope. They play Monday night. At the Chiefs. At the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. At yeah. the Chiefs. So nice. Yeah, that's a hell of a that's a that's a circle game. <laughs> that's a Raiders. That's a huge ratings game right there. 
Chargers opening up. I can't wait for this Raiders season. Man, I can't wait. Cardinals, Raiders, Cardinals. We've got to figure this out. Doug hit me up last night. Doug Franz from Props, Arizona. He was like, you know the Cardinals are playing week two in your neighborhood, right? I was like, son of a... It's like, so what are we doing? <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> let me think. I was like, I got to figure this out. He's like, we got to give away tickets, right? Like a bare minimum, we got to go on Props Arizona and give away Cardinals tickets, right? I was like, dang it. Yeah. Cardinals tickets to the games or they wanted like a VIP experience in a book? Either or. I guess we could do that. I mean, either or, whatever we want to, whatever we, we want to create. So, right. You know, figure something out, something else like that. So we got to find. So that's okay. all my. I know the list of the things I got to do <laughs> to figure out how to. How we got do enough that. sleep last night, so that's good. So that's good. true. I got enough sleep. Absolutely. And if you were watching this on Sports Grid TV at the moment, you go to bed and or, or watch us, then go to bed. So it's middle of the night on the East Coast for you guys or West Coast. Push the like button. Hit the like button. We're back on Sports Grid after Pat McAfee. Every single night, 11 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday for Sports Grid TV. If you guys are live on Twitter and YouTube, don't move. More to come with BVB. Uh, all right. So the props.com story of the day, going back to our same game parlay fun. This one I like. It's, it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's, I don't know what the word is. Unlikely. <laughs> Maybe okay. to hit. Um, it feels like a little, but it, it's, it's a long shot. So you, if, if it's a plus, let's see, what's the plus of this? This is a, um, plus seven fifty nine on FanDuel Padres Marlins. Wait, let me make sure this game's not gone off yet. This game started yet. What Padres Marlins one o'clock our time. Good. Okay. So we're going on there yeah. to me day games and making sure we're not giving out plays that already happened. Uh, okay. That would be good though, because the live audience would be at the benefit of it, and all the people <laughs> right. doing the prep would already be like, "Wait a second, again, wait a day, games. What are we gonna do?" Padres money line. I like for, the Padres today. versus the Marlins today. Mike Clevenger seven or more strikeouts, mm. and Juan Soto to have three or more bases. Oh dear God! What do you got to involve that one for? That's plus two hundred. Because you need to get the plus 759, you need that one. So Lopez has not been great. So we're going to fade him. Bad, bad, bad. Three three and five with a 4.99 ERA over the last 13 times. Not good. Padres have seen him before. Yes. So Soto, Bell, Drury, and then Clevenger to come in and strike out the Marlins offense who can't score, save their lives. And then you get Juan Soto to get... Basically, you need a double and a single out of Juan Soto at plus 200. The walks don't count for that, right? No, they do not. That's the one that's going to get you. Because two singles, you lose. It's the one that's going to get you. But you need... So would you recommend going low? So let's do this. Let's see if we can amend this to drop... You don't want the Hail Mary. And you want just an easier parlay to capitalize on. Uh, let's see. So you'd go money line Padres. You would do Clevenger strikeouts, which would be, um, okay. So Clevenger, you do record, you said seven or more. That's now plus 200. And then if you want Soto bases, um, 
Let's see. Let's do one and a half, so a double wins it. Um, so two plus. To record two or more bases, if you took one Soto, that's even money. That's a 668 parlay. Yeah. That's a little easier. Much better. So Padres money line, Mike Clevenger. And you don't have to do seven or more strikeouts, by the way. You could drop him down to six, Six. and it's minus 104. And that would get you a plus 431 parlay. Okay. I like that. That's not because the strikeout one, you're always sweating. I mean, seven K's is a lot. That's six K's is a lot, but you can see six over, you know, six innings or seven innings, depending how he well he pitches. (laughs) So Padres money line, Soto, two or more bases, Mike Clevenger, six or more strikeouts is plus four thirty-one. PB just popped in a chat, said I'm off the Padres. They pissed me off last night. Amen. Don't blame him. (laughs) Don't blame him one bit. We had Alcantara the night before. Yep. You got uh, stood out three nothing. There's already a couple boys in the chat that said they're coming to that Arizona game. The Cardinals? The Raiders. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, that's going to be – we got to do something for that. We got to do a, a meetup, a party or something. We got to figure that out. Okay. So um, we got to talk to some people. Right. This has a shot. I mean, I, I, again, I'm not crazy about this basis prop, but I, you alter it so – it's two bases, wins it yep. for Soto. I like the, the plus 431. And, I mean, nothing wrong with a four to one return. You don't need seven to one or seven and a half to one. Right. Four to one's fine. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you dumb it down a little bit. The Padres money line might be the one that gets you, though. That's the worry here for this one. Yeah, it might be. I'm not positive they win the game. I like them tonight. <laughs> I really do, though. So, on that. Uh, all right. The prop of the day did not hit yesterday. Came in just a little bit short. Went over. And what's kind of funny, the Red Sox broadcast was actually talking about the strike three call that should not have been strike three, but it was a very generous strike zone. They got the sixth strikeout yesterday for Pavetta. This is now going back to the under Zach Davies under three and a half strikeouts here for today. This is a low number. So that makes me a little bit nervous because three and a half is kind of a low number, but Diamondback pitcher Zach Davies Minus 115 to the under. Two of the last nine times out, he's hit four strikeouts versus teams with a winning record, averaging three Ks a game. Four out of his last 13 appearances, when his team's an underdog, 3.4 Ks per game. And three times out of the last nine, team on the road, averaging 3.5, which is what this number is. Davies has not faced the Giants this year, but the Giants in the month of August have a K rate of 18.8% versus a righty. 287 at-bats. Only the Twins, D-backs, and Guardians have a lower K rate against righties during this time in the month of August. You think (laughs) Davies goes deep here? Number scares me. No. I don't don't want to go over. You like under? I don't like anything. (laughs) This is a tough one. Like I I saw this on the thing, and I'm like, Zach Davies, you picked this game? Yeah. I mean – only because you see how big of a favorite the Giants are. Right. They're going for the sweep. Um, the total in the game is seven or seven and a half with juice under. I, I don't like anything about this game, this bet, or nothing. Really. Do, I, do you like this bet? No. This I don't like it. Yeah. I, I don't like three and a half. I think it's too. It's, I mean, it's good because it's uncomfortable, but I, I would only bet under. I, I would one inning can burn you. You know, if he comes out and K's two guys in one innings, they're done. Yeah, he don't just, do that. 
I know he doesn't, but hypothetically, if he did, like well, if just, he did, you're screwed. I mean, right. So that's why I quick. don't. We're betting this, so it's money. So it's just I. I this is a white knuckler to me. I'm not interested right. in taking the roller coaster ride. <laughs> right. This game. Maybe he gets shelled. Maybe he the Giants come out and their offense blows up, and Davies is out of the game by the you know second inning, and you're good. <laughs> but that's kind of how I. It feels like he needs to go four innings and give up like five runs for this bet to cash. Right. Yeah. So there's other plays in this game I prefer, like Giants run line. Okay. So if you don't like Zach Davies to be good today, I'd rather not fade the strikeout prop. I'd rather just go ahead and team total at Giants. Or the, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like that, Cardinals like team that. total got there last night, right? The Cardinals. I think it did. We said it was four and a half, right? They got five. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals team total. That was good. Yeah, I got there. Uh, okay, time now for better to book it. Being brought to you by the Caesar Sportsbook. JTP15 is the promo code to get up to a fifteen hundred dollar risk free bet with a new account with caesar's sportsbooks i am going to go against the braves they've won the last two games i got mad max i got plus 125 on the run line oh you gotta lay a run and a half i'm laying it minus one and a half money line because i'm not betting the money line i want the plus money give me the plus 125 they got shut out last night five nothing they got wrecked in the first game Stopper comes in. Mets revenge. I think we're going to win by one. Four one win for the Mets. They're going to win by one. Maybe. Because I'm okay with I'm okay with being, being greedy. greedy. I'm being greedy. I'm you pushing. Are. I'm pushing my luck on this. I've seen I, this too many times. Uh huh. So Mets win a close game. Game goes under. Mets win by one. I don't know if the game goes under. Have you seen Scherzer's totals the last five starts? This is my worry. Yeah. I thought about the under in this game and I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm, I'm nervous because if the Mets offense gets going or the Braves, they've been hitting. I don't know. This feels, this could be like a five, two game. Which is still under barely. Five, three could be six, two. I like, I like Mets to win on a money line, but I think it's close because they're not hitting. Not in the series. Yeah. I, this feels like a Mets and under. Jake Odorizzi has not pitched on the road yet for the Braves. Mm. So he's been on, he's been at home. Both, I mean, sorry, I, he's not, he's been on the road both starts. Now he's at home. 4.4, uh, 4, 4, 3.8 ERA. But Scherzer, 8 and 2, 1.93. Scherzer on the road at home. Last time I was 2 1, but 6 2, 7 3, 3 2, 4 1, mm-hmm. last five. And then on the road for the offense, seven runs, three runs, four runs, uh, four runs, beat the Braves back on the 11th at Atlanta, four to one. He went seven in that game. One solo shot was all they got off him. Shares are on the road. It's been stupid. 2.16 ERA, posing batting average of 212. Sound like a lot of numbers. I like the run line. Second vet under eight and a half Dodgers and the Brewers. Wow. Summer's awesome for a Dodger game. Eight and a half is high. Yeah. I'm surprised at this when I saw this. I was like, oh, wow. A lot of eights today. Eight and a half is I got this morning. Yeah. It's all eights now. 
Okay. Down off that. So it's a little bit of CLV. It's a, it's a nationally televised game. Fox sports. One's got it at eight ten Eastern time. Lawler's been good. Eight and four, 3.64 ERA. Gonsolin's Gonsolin. Who's been, you know, leaping traumatic, you know, tremendous. The one thing the brewers actually hit for Lawler, they score when he's, when he pitches. Yeah. So that's why I like it. Cause yep. Gonsolin's on the other side. So he should keep them down. And then, Lawler just can't get torched. <laughs> He's given up three, one, one, and four earned runs over his last four starts. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the cases where you got a good pitcher, bad pitcher. He's not bad at home. He's at 2.65 ERA. Yeah. Four just, and one. Lawler's just, good at home. Really good at home. It's one of those situations that I think you have contrasting pitchers and you got to go, all right. Am I going over? Am I going under? Under? All right. Bet it. Bet it. Yeah. This one's going to be a sweat. Might be 5-4. And a, and a tough loss. 5-4 like last, last night. Yeah. 5-4 final last night. 4 nothing final in the first game, though. Let's right. go for a 4-1 final. That would be perfect. Yes. Under. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, man, I had one. And then I forget what it was. <laughs> what am I doing later? There's something up. Um, uh, the, the, the other favorite thing about today that I'll share here okay. before I forget. Well, I, I, I think of different things. And then I didn't write that first one down and I wanted to do it. Now I can't remember what it is. So the second one was his dog, this little Charlie. Is when you get a dog and a puppy, it's a job. Hundred percent. Nobody in this house quite understands that. It's it like a boring. kid, right? I mean, and just like because you say sit doesn't mean it's going to sit, <laughs> and just because you say don't bite the wire doesn't mean it's going to bite the wire. In fact, I think it means it's going to do it more. <laughs> right. I got up this morning and did my other show at eight in the box. Me and Brad Howe mm-hmm. finished the show. Go downstairs. Mama's gone. Jess is gone. Grandma's doing something on her side of the house. There's a loud noise over there. I don't know what the hell that she's doing. Kendall's in the bathroom. The dog needs to go out. Mm-mm. Let's go outside. Let's go. I'll take you out. Brad calls. We had to talk about the show, finish something up. I turned my head for, I'm telling you, 10 seconds. This dog had her face down in the rocks, digging a hole, flipping rocks out like this. I, I Five seconds. I mean, 10 seconds, I think I stopped looking at her. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Picked her up, put her in the house. She's like mad at me. Of course. Like she wanted to take a shot at me. Like, take it. You know, <laughs> I wanted to squeeze her face and say, stop. You're going to get me in trouble. So I go find my old middle daughter. Kelsey woke her up and said, you know, you have a dog now. Oh, right. Like you can't just sleep all day and just not protect. I mean, the dog is not going to wait for the kid to wake up. Nope. Well, the dog's on their schedule. So you have to be on the dog schedule. They dictate it. The dog dictates to you. You you don't get to dictate to the dog. (laughs) I need, you might have to tell my daughters. (laughs) They ain't listening to me. You have I a dog. said the same exact yeah. quote. 
if you have a dog, that's the dog. That, that's it. Like you're on their schedule. You're on their schedule when they got to go out and you, that's when you learn their schedule. And then you set your schedule based upon their schedule as to when they eat, when they got to go out. Some dogs are regular, you know, they eat and then 10 minutes later, get them outside. <laughs> the dog is like 10 weeks old. It don't right. know its own schedule yet. True. We're trying to teach the dog the schedule, but we have to learn the dog's schedule too. Right. Especially in the morning. When does oh. the dog want to go out? When does, yeah. Because 4 a.m., I mean, we all know the 4 a.m. howl or 4 a.m. cry, whimper. They got to go out. You just got to take them out. <laughs> it's, it's 4 a.m. I don't care. The dog's got to go out. <laughs> like You have to take the dog out, period. We're learning. We're learning. That's the best thing about today. We're going to have another lesson as soon as the show's over. We'll go downstairs, and hopefully that dog has already been taken out because me and Charlie are going to have round two a little bit later if we we go downstairs. (laughs) Uh, My favorite thing about today is that I love the fact that people are – we have a routine now for one, just the picks, but also this show – and yeah. if we if we get off that routine a little bit, then little bit. people are there to kind of like the guardrails, <laughs> kind of like they're like, hey guys, kind of push us through, like so, the bumpers in a bowling lane. Yeah, so I appreciate the DMs and the messages on the Discord channel and everything else to kind of give me a heads up as to like Matt. It's early in the morning. Where's the podcast? <laughs> and it was nice <laughs> to kind of go on there and be like, oh, you son of a gun. Yeah. And sort of being uh, kept in check and realizing that that happened this morning. So that was, it was nice to see. Because sometimes you don't know, right? Sometimes when you forget to do something, you're in a routine. Like, does anybody give a shit? I just don't do it. And like, just yeah, I'm not going to do it for a day. I don't feel like it. Nope. <laughs> Angry people. <laughs> We're like, hey, um, my routine's messed up. Where are you? <laughs> Sorry, right. sorry, sorry. I got to fix it. So it's always a nice little Thanks. reminder that, that you are part of someone's daily routine and someone's drive home from work or drive into work yeah. uh, as to what they do and what they listen to. And, <laughs> and if it's not there, you must, you know, you're messing with their, with their schedule. <laughs> I saw Dale and Chris, the neighbors, the, the Red Sox guys that you yeah. met. I saw them yesterday. We were like, hey, we were listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> Go Red Sox as they drove by. I was nice. like, yeah. All right. I see you. I see you. Okay. Yeah. But our, our boy Carl is coming to town. He's all excited that you're, you're wearing Sox gear today. Yeah, I know. All about I'm, it. I'm not trying to ramp up. going to have to, I mean, between him, newbie, there's a lot of people coming to town this weekend. It's going to be a bit, bit crazy. So, yeah, I had to wear the Boston stuff. Go Pirates. Go Yukon. Connecticut ain't that bad of a state. Never been there. Driven through. <laughs> Never been there. What are you talking about? Not bad of a state. <laughs> At least have some knowledge of what we're talking about here. Oh, because you have all the knowledge in the world about the stuff you're talking about. I do. Connecticut, things on those natures. When I'm angry, I'm angry for a reason. Oh, my God. I have experience. <laughs> Hit the like button. Subscribe to the hey, podcast. We are back each and every single day, 1 p.m. Eastern time on the YouTube channel, on Twitter as well, at Boston versus the book. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back for a Thursday tomorrow for B B B.